Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> Who let the... Oh, you ruined it. You did. I didn't ruin you it. You coughed. That was me. No. No, that... You and you we and you are the it. three guys that and I want... And you pressed the button too early. Up yours. You haven't even got the keys. <laughs> There's no need to stop that there. Yeah, right. you ruined it. You ruined that yourself there, out of arrogance and pride. <laughs> and being a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we ready now? Fish. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> how petulant you go, yeah, I've, I've been ready for ages. I have been, yeah. Who let the dogs out, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Spurs are in disarray, and Roy Hodgson's back. It's Friday, 31st of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Vibisha Hunter Raja. I'm Eddie Brussels. It's that time again where we celebrate Friday, everybody. Oh, yes. Can you feel it, Vish? Can you feel it? I can, yeah. Good. Um, always with the Baja men, though. Yeah. What's that about? S- someone's still flying the flag over there. <laughs> <laughs> when you say always. Yeah, it's just they pop, they pop up probably too much, actually. Do you think? Do you think the current cool younger generation are aware of the Baja men's work? 
I I doubt it because uh, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to point them in their direction either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, then it, they do pop up a lot. It's no groovers in the heart. I have a theory that you you're never more than a thousand songs away from hearing groovers in the heart. <laughs> a thousand, that's good. A thousand, no, just like in the wild. I think that's too like, much. Overhearing so. it, you think it's too much? Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, it's a oh, great wow. song. It's a great song, Jim. Mm. Maybe we'll play that when I open the uh, gate to the weekend later. Maybe. Are you tolerating so much chat at the beginning without mentioning Pitbull? Because you know what? Pitbull's everyone, at the end, Andy. You've got that like, wrong. Come on. Everyone's on Speller Island and everyone wants this because... Yeah. Did you see, you know, Issy, the midfielder of Rio Vallecano? Really oh, terrific can't midfielder. Miss him. Can't miss him. Really terrific midfielder. One of the best, if not the Why best... Why does he play in the Prem then? Exactly, Uncapped yeah. Spanish midfielder. Mm. You'll be taking this back in a minute. Oh, yeah. He turned up for training looking like, because he's a bold gentleman, yes. looking like he was dressed as Pitbull the other day. My so goodness. your influence is spreading far and wide. I appreciate that. Andy, one thing you're looking forward to this weekend, presumably, is to see more of that at Rivo Carno. Well, that, but also, I'm looking forward to seeing Chelsea fail to score against Aston Villa yes. in the late game on Saturday because Romelu Lukaku, who mm. I shall be seeing in the flesh on Saturday night when I oh, go yeah. to Inter Fiorentina, He's absolutely on fire at the moment. As I was saying on OTC yesterday, he had a brilliant international break. Mm-hmm. Inter aren't going to keep him, and Chelsea really need a striker. Well, so you think he could turn out for Chelsea this weekend? What's your point, sorry? Well, I think the question is next uh-huh. season. So when Chelsea don't score again this weekend, and that's, I think yes. we're going to get to a point <laughs> where sane people, uh-huh. rather than just me, start talking about, hang on, what about Lukaku? So, you, so you're so you looking forward to Chelsea not scoring this to weekend? To stoke the debate a little more. I see. So you've made a prediction there. Yes. Kind mm. of. Okay, all right. Jim, what about you? I am looking forward to two banks of four at Selhurst Park. It's Roy Hodgson returning <laughs> yet again. <laughs> I love that. We thought we'd seen the last of him, but it mm. wasn't even the second last of him. How, how much are you looking forward to it, Jim? <laughs> Fish, what about you? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I am looking forward to those buried in the sacred graves under the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, coming up through the earth and thinking, you know what, this place is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? It's moving on. Yeah, it, okay. it's been quite an absurd week. And the fact that they're not playing at home is a benefit, but also just... Um, I don't know. Basically, anything could happen in that part of London now. Right, okay. It's been that kind of week. chaos. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Spurs then, as you've given an odd uh, thing that you're looking forward to this week and you want to see the undead at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Look, I've finished The Last of Us. I just want more of them in my life. Okay, fair enough. Well, Spurs, (laughs) uh, of course, are, uh, one could say in an embarrassing situation. Uh, Their managing director, Fabio Paratici, has had his 30-month ban from footballing affairs in Italy extended to football worldwide. Uh, Paratici was given a ban from Italian football in January after his former club Juventus were found guilty of false accounting. The news, uh, of course, announced uh, on Wednesday morning, just gone straight after... Paratici had fronted a club statement on Tuesday night giving an update on club affairs following Conti's departure. So, yes, Spurs then released the statement on Wednesday morning saying that we should like to make it clear that when Fabio conducted the interview on club channels yesterday, neither he nor the club had any indication of this decision being made by FIFA. They didn't have any indication of the seismic events that were going on at Juventus, Mm. which were kind of flagged to the general public in November, when the entire bloody board, including Andrea and Yelly, resigned in November, we, we knew about this, yeah. and they seem absolutely blindsided by it, which is fascinating. I mean, the only thing you could uh, say: Are we a Premier League board? Is that what we're saying? I think we could. Be. We could be a Premier we're League just football club board. that can read. I, I, yeah, I, well, the, the, I mean, the club. The, the, 
the only thing I think Jack Pickbrook was was saying this in an article. The only thing that they could say is that he's appealed this ban, and so maybe they were waiting on the appeal and so on. But it, right. it does seem a rather silly and embarrassing situation, Vish. Yeah, just because of um, you know, in in news times, the idea that that statement is released, you know, on the evening of Wednesday, I think, mm-hmm. and then. Thursday morning, yeah. basically, essentially side by side occurrences here uh-huh. in terms of that. You know, if you look internally at that news cycle, that FIFA, you know, announces ban is made, and the idea that they had no clue actually is a bit of a damning indictment on on Spurs' hierarchy. Because if you think of football teams across the world, there, you know, there are people who are employed covertly or otherwise. I don't mean convert covertly in like a sneaky sense. More that like, by the way. If you're talking to someone at FIFA, try and gauge information of what's going on here. Mm. You know, they have those at all, you know, whether it's UEFA or FIFA, they always have some kind of insider track. And evidently Spurs didn't, I don't know, either don't have it, they probably do have it, but they, no, but know, they, must they, they didn't tap into they it. Can't, they can't not know. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this, yeah. Is just, this is just head in the sand direction at its worst. But then how, how did that initial, how did, how did that initial, you know, meeting over the job in the first place take place? Daniel Levy's sitting across from him thinking... This thing here about this investigation that's going on—that's not nah, nothing to worry about. Yeah, no, no, right. no, no. If I, I'd, look, I'd look at the gap in the CV, if I, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on that at all. Under strength, you've put uh, <laughs> winning decisions of an appeal. The thing is, okay, that's good enough for us. Under weaknesses, you put accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strengths appealing. Yeah, you are appealing. Uh, yeah, I agree. You are appealing. Mm, Let's uh, say no more about it. I, it's a mad old situation, especially. The criticism Spurs have been facing or, or, or been getting recently with all the Antonio Conte business people now saying, oh, should they have appointed him? And, and so I don't know, hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, but Levy himself has come in for a lot. Um, and this happens. I mean, in really, it's never a good time for this, of course, but this is a guy, Andy, who's been pretty much like, as as we saw, you know, he was the one who, as I said, we front, fronted up a club statement. It's It's like he's... Uh, in, in you know the face of the club right now, and this has happened. And yeah, and and, and as I say, it's never a good time for something like this. But you could say it couldn't have come at a worse time because the boot has been stuck into Spurs a lot recently, and then this, and ever the fans must be going, "Oh bloody, hell, what what is going on?" Yeah, I mean, Paratici has got a degree of power because he was able to bring Conte. That was a huge part of it. Without Paratici, they don't get Conte, so that gave him credit to work. Um, ability to work without really having Levy getting involved too much. But things have evolved so much since then, and not just because of the Juventus decision, but even if you're dragging your heels over it, even if you're hoping there's going to be an appeal, as you say, that they haven't talked about, or hoping it blows over, which is not going to, or whatever, surely Conte going is the point where you say, okay, we need to appoint. That's your chance. We need to appoint. Yeah, exactly. We mm. need to make a clean break, and also we need to appoint a coach. I mean, for example, when we were talking about Spurs being interested in Julian Nagelsmann straight away, mm-hmm. how do you get him in this situation? Like, you have no chance of getting him mm-hmm. in, in this situation. This might work in their favour though, because when it comes to the summer and. Harry Kane's trying to leave. They'll just be saying to Charlie Kane, there's no one to sell him, Charlie. We can't, we yes. can't, he has to say, we can't sell him. It's a master Also, stroke. who are you kidding? How do we get, how do we track Nagelsmann to North London? 
Balenciaga pop up, easy. <laughs> what, sorry, not a problem. <laughs> Say that again. Just a bespoke fashion brand, you know. Tell them, oh, you know, come over here. You know, we've got a pop up in North London. Yeah. The the thing you mentioned about um, uh, Paratici and his, you know, his primary strength in in that negotiation with negotiation with Levy was attracting someone like Conte or specifically mm. bringing Conte in. Do you think he's standing by him now? Because obviously he. Levy will hope the appeal goes Paratici's way, mm. but is he? All, do you think Levy's also thinking if we lose him, we also leave our crack at getting the right replacement for Conte? But I think the whole problem is—I I don't know if Spurs fans feel like this—but I think the whole problem is when you get Paratici to get Conte, you're attracting the wrong sort of manager. The, the, the right. last couple of managers, and we're going to forget Nuno for a second, when they brought in Mourinho and Conte. They're the wrong sorts of managers for Spurs. Mm. They're Levy servicing his ego. There is rather than the coach we need, it's the coach we can get and the coach we couldn't get five years ago. Look at us in our blingy stadium and look at us with our superstar coaches. Never mind that they don't fit. Without sounding churlish, or perhaps it is, um, that the situation at Spurs is exacerbated a bit by how well things are going at Arsenal this season. No, no. I think it compounds it, definitely. Okay. Um, and I think if you're a Spurs fan, you're probably thinking they've got their shit together and we don't mm. <laughs> in a quite dramatic way. Yeah, I think it's a separate bad thing, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. This, mm. is, this, is, this is speaking to fundamental issues mm-hmm. at the club that you can probably track, you know, over the last decade, perhaps even longer in terms of the way Olivia's operated. It's really, someone made a really interesting point on, on Twitter that I saw yesterday, and it wasn't necessarily directed at um, a specific instance with Levy and a manager, but it is interesting that Levy has shown more loyalty to Paratici than he has any manager mm-hmm. that he's in, in initially really, really gone for, really hitched his wagon to, and then coldly bin them off, essentially. Mm. At a time, and certainly in a situation where surely the only decision to be made here, as it was a week ago with Conte, mm. is to cut ties to Paratici. Okay, so you said, yeah, no, I get that. But you, you, so you said about leaving the way he's kind of gone about his business in the, in the last decade. Well, interesting article in the Times other today or yesterday that uh, was saying that, is it that bad at Tottenham? They're saying in the last decade, Spurs have had an average finishing position of 4.5, if you will, in the Premier League. Considering how much money... You know, Manchester City being the obvious team, Chelsea, the other one, have, have splashed about how good Liverpool have been in recent times and so on. Like, obviously, the situation with Paratici is bad, right? No getting away from that. That, mm. that, is, that is ridiculous. In the wider context of Spurs, Andy, do you think it is that bad? You know what? I think, I think it's the process rather than the end result. And the process is important. I know that's a, a, a cliche, but <clears throat> I think a lot of this at the moment is Spurs fans watching dreadful football by coaches who think they're too good for the club mm-hmm. whilst paying the highest prices in the Premier League. So post-Pochettino is gone Yeah, I, I think that is a that is a huge deal. And, and and post this new stadium, which is a lovely stadium and a lovely experience, but it needs the the football to, to, to fit it. I think that's a huge problem. In terms of where Spurs are historically, I think that's a separate point. Because if you go back to like the first dozen years of the Premier League, mm-hmm. where what they never finish above seventh, until you get Martin Yol in charge. Okay, that's different. They've moved on from there. But I think it is... 
you think it's the fact that they've moved on? You can't say, oh, well, but 12 years ago, this is where we were. It's kind of like, but you're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's yeah, irrelevant. I, it's like me putting yeah. it to you and being like, oh, Careful. you forget, don't you? You know, you, you had four legs crawling out of the sea, if you, you know, not too long ago. It's like, <laughs> totally irrelevant to the conversation now. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it is. It I, is. Football's moved, football's moved on so much. And even that stat about 4.5, is such a misnomer given the difference between finishing fourth and finishing fifth right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I think the challenge for, for Spurs was to get into this conversation, wasn't it? And to to be in this upper echelon of, upper echelon of the Premier League. Because I, I don't think that stat about them finishing no higher than seventh before we are irrelevant. Because traditionally, they've been a team that win a cup about once every 10 years. They now want to be a team that gets into the Champions League and have managed that. Their, their aim is they want a title push, don't they? A real title push. That is really, really difficult. Mm. But the platform they're building for it, all right, it's shaky now. That's the point of all this, isn't it? It's the point of having the new stadium. It's the, like, I think, you know, the fact they've got to the point where they have got that average Premier League position is a, is a sign of progress. It's I mean, a slow I'm not, sign. I'm not saying them and Arsenal are the same, but they are in their post-blinging new stadium teething difficulty, sure. aren't they? Yeah, well, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, we should, we should say, going back to the, to, the, to the main issue around Tottenham at the moment, um, Paratici still hasn't been sacked. Yeah. So he's still there. So well, if you're not going to sack him after that, yeah. you're not sacking him on Friday. You, you called him Mr. Worldwide uh, or the Worldwide Band. Would he soon be... <laughs> no, I said he, he clearly wasn't Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Mr. Local? I don't know. Yeah? Something yeah. like that. Mr. Looking out his window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, uh, Conte has left the club. We do know that for certain. Uh, We're definitely sure about that. We are yeah. very, very sure. You can see that massive black cloud isn't over North London anymore, <laughs> is it? It's gone. Because um, Spurs playing on Monday night. Um, Sorry, Middlesex. Yeah, uh, Spurs playing uh, on uh, Monday night uh, against uh, against Everton. But the contest second uh, by Spurs means that nine managers have now been sacked directly after playing Southampton, quite oddly. <laughs> Only Liverpool have caused more manager sackings. Huh. I'm drawn to the fixture list on Sunday, Andy. Southampton play West Ham. Ooh. Also, how many times have Southampton played themselves in the last year? A few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few times, yeah. I, yeah, maybe I, they've padded those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Moyes is safe, He though. is safe. Whatever he's, happens. He's, gonna, he's not, he's not going to be having any of that, of course. Safe as houses. I think he could take them sailing into the championship and still not get sacked until the summer. <laughs> yeah. We're going on a camping trip for a whole season. Uh, indeed. Gentlemen, Crystal Palace have got their new man at the helm. The new old man. It's uh, Roy Hodgson, baby. Uh, the Hodge is back. Uh, they swooped for him. And an eagle and an owl together makes perfect sense, you know. Uh, or does, does it, it? once stays, one that? goes? Or is, that, is that, I don't know. <laughs> they both they both love mice, presumably. Surely it's potentially quite time. dangerous for the, for the owl. Well, one takes care of business in the day, one takes care of business at night. Like All it. bases covered, you see. It makes sense in the end. Um, Leicester City... Uh, or the Foxes, of course, um, are in need of points. Um, but yeah, so Hodgson uh, admitted in his pre-match press conference that he never felt old enough to retire. Uh, he, I mean, he's firmly in his 70s now. Hodgson, already the Premier League's oldest manager, he said, I know my birth certificate tells me I'm old enough to retire, but the way I feel doesn't tell me that. I had accepted that I had retired because that is what everyone has been saying. They all need to tell him that they're staying up. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so basically when he left the job at Watford or his time at Watford came to an end he actually never officially retired it's kind of what he's saying no, but, he, but he did do a lap of honour <laughs> at Selhurst Park after minutes after Watford got relegated, got relegated. Mm, yeah 
I, th- I think that is worth repeating. I mean, that's, mm. that's incredible when you look back at it, isn't it, it? It was pretty poor. I mean, I know he loves Palace and obviously the game was at <laughs> Sellers really Park, but you can't be doing that. Imagine if you were in the away end, you've watched your team get relegated and the manager is being, your manager is being <laughs> cheered <laughs> by <laughs> the team that has just turned you over. And he's not going to be there in the championship. Yeah. He's firmly... And he's enjoying it. Yeah. 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 He's joining in. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... It's so disrespectful. He, he, he said he let that, himself down that day. Yeah, he did absolutely. But when he said he enjoyed it, he did say something like the, you know that kind of experience getting relegated. Even as an old person, it still scars you. I think. Stop the, saying even as an old person, Roy. <laughs> I think the Watford thing is really important because we've got such a Hodgson Palace familiarity. I think everyone assumes okay, they've gone for the nuclear option, and now they're just going to stay up. Mm. There's quite a lot of assumption in that. Have we forgotten how bloody terrible he was at Watford? Like yeah. really, really bad. We're just assuming because he because he knows Palace, he's going to go back in there. Everything's going to be as it was before, yeah, and they're absolutely. going to finish fourteenth. I, I think there's a massive amount of assumption. They've got a lot of. Um, I think they've got fine. a lot of games with essentially with the teams around them, though, haven't they? Yeah, but Palace's main problem, and I've heard a lot of Palace fans say this: Is it Patrick Vieira's fault that our strikers can't put the ball in the back of the net? Mm. No, but they're not. Is, even, is, no, is, no, but they're not shooting. Is Hodgson going to? Fi- Okay, is Hodgson going to fix that? Exactly, because that—that's well, not what I'm bringing him into. Yeah, fix. but no, but it's not the lack of. He's not even trying to score goals, Andy. That has to do with Vieira Jeez, somewhat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Wilfred Zaha in the past, you wouldn't say. Okay, so whatever, whatever. He's not Vieira's, shy of having a pop at goal, is what, he? Whatever Vieira's faults are mm. as as a coach, and you know, it's gone similarly to how it went at Nice, and yep. he started very promisingly, and then it went down quite badly. Mm. Do we think? that bringing in Hodgson is going to help them play more positive football. No, I, no, no, no I, th- I think it will because of how bad it was under Vieira. Generally speaking, no. Specifically speaking, yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced he'll have all that much difference, to be honest. Because They'll it, finish, it, they'll get a Europa League spot. Yeah. <laughs> can we clip that? Conference League is can, can we clip that? I just said they'll get a Europa <laughs> League reach. spot. You don't know who you know who's It'll be about Manchester United. Um, um, but so, like, you know, so he'll go. People say he's going to go in there and organise them. Vieira's issue wasn't organisation. Exactly. Um, it was, you know, as Andy's alluded to there, it's a lack of coherence up top, which again, Hodgson's not known for. And it's certainly never been his strength in particular. But I would say they're not going to get relegated because three other, t- three other teams will do the job for them. Absolutely. So you guys- do we do we know that though? I, I mean, I think again, it's tempting to say, oh, there's a bit too much traffic between them and the bottom three. No, no, I don't think we are. I think is there? And, and clearly Palace are not thinking that at all. Hence, they've done this. Yeah. If Palace were thinking, you know what, other teams will be no, crap. The, 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 the thing, the thing is, because of the amount of money involved in the Premier League, yes. at, at this point, you have to panic before it's panicking time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, indeed. You know? But 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 with with Vieira, we've we've talked about them sleepwalking the way to relegation. They're, what are they? Three points above the relegation zone. So I, 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 they, clearly they've 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 done this. I mean, Hodgson said the call came out of the blue. He was surprised himself. I think if you are going to change it round, then Hodgson has worked with a lot of these players, and I know the whole he knows the club. Now he wasn't there as a player. He was there as a manager not that long ago. Yeah. So I can understand why the Palace board are doing this, and I think reading between the lines and what, what people are suggesting is the reason why they um, sacked Vieira is because Hodgson agreed to do it. They yeah. had a, they, that was their plan. Now, of course the plan is up for scrutiny, Andy, you know, that's yeah. the name of the game and we shall see, but I, I don't think it's hugely inspiring, but I don't think it's terrible. Yeah. They've also got 10 games left, which is, you know, not far off a quarter of a season. Yeah. There's more football left than people were sort of yeah, that's very behaving true. as if there is. But uh, I, th- I think with that in mind, I think you think Palace with Hodgson and Leicester with the quality they've got, they'll both be fine. 
Mm. There's a temptation to think that. I can guarantee you the fans of those two clubs are not feeling that at the the moment. I, I I don't think it's beyond the pale that one of these goes at the end of the season. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's no... Um, yeah, the, the, yeah you, you can have players like, you know, Madison and Vardy and all, all the rest of you want. You don't get the wins, you're going to go down quite simply. But, you know, just on balance, I think that, you know, the, the one really actually you're looking at thinking, oh, they'll be fine and they clearly are not fine is, is West Ham, who are, who are an 18th, of course. Mm, um, I, th- I think Leeds are fine. Do you? Yeah, I think Leeds will be comfortably. It changes. Safe. It changes. Can you stop the... saying that teams that are not fine are fine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two points off the relegation zone. This Arsenal season has you as an optimist, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, it means they're so far no, it away. Because we're just playing them care. in the weekend and worried about them. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Yeah. No, see, see, to me, see. they look like world beaters right now. <laughs> you know, um, you were saying about uh, Palace playing teams around them now. Actually, because so many teams are involved. They're all playing teams around them. That's right. Yeah. Between yeah. now and the end of the season, like a considerable number of games, to the extent that by Thursday, we'll have found out actually if not in Forest to save. Yeah. So Forest have got um, Wolves this weekend. They then have sorry. They, they've got yeah. They've got Wolves this weekend, mm-hmm. and then they follow up in midweek with I think it. They're away to Leeds United away on to Tuesday. Leeds, yeah. So two defeats and you know. It, a team that maybe a month ago I was like, you know what, they're, they're totally fine. They've turned over a new leaf. They're not just back in it, but they're fighting against it. Of course, they're all in there. From 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 Palace down, you have that is the amount of teams in the relegation battle. There is zero two ways about that, and it'll be it'll be intriguing to see how it all pans out. I mean, you know, as I say, I think Palace will survive. I don't think it's going to be an easy run. I don't think, oh, don't worry, lads, in three or four games' time, you can all put your feet up. Absolutely not. It's, it's absolutely intriguing relegation It's so running. tight. I mean, it, it could, we could see someone go down on goal difference, you know, if it's if the, this pattern continues. Ooh, I, I like I mean, it's, You it's, like it's, that, it's, do you? Yeah, I realise it's sadistic to say that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that is intriguing, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. Well, the, the reason why it's Palace down is because Aston Villa under Emery have just done so well. I mean, there's... You know, a lot of um, clear blue water between them and Palace in between 11th and 12th. Of course, mm. they're playing Chelsea on the weekend. Um, before we go to a break, James, you see you speaking of Chelsea. Kai Havertz has been uh, speaking this week about why some of his Chelsea teammates call him Donkey. Mm. He said, it's not because of my football. From day one, I felt a very special relationship with donkeys. It's a very calm animal. Maybe I personalise myself in them uh, uh, because I'm calm too. I love it. He what also, timing. Yeah. He also said they, they chill all day, don't do much, just want to live their lives. Can I interest you in a capybara, sir? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the animal for Kai Havertz. He's going to lose his mind when he sees a capybara. It's, it's an intriguing quote. I just, yeah, uh, they're very calm, but they do pop up with a winning goal in a Champions League fight. Because <laughs> the donkeys pop up anywhere, don't they, of course. Um, do they? No, I'm thinking of goats. Time for a break. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. He's never complained about the referees and the action, but this action is really incredible. Incredible. Right, everybody. Uh, Visha just taught me the difference between goats and donkeys. Uh, welcome back to the football ramble. Right, oh, Manchester City versus Liverpool gets us underway on Saturday at 12.30. A huge game in the title race, of course, only for Manchester City. Last season, this was the big one, Andy. Not anymore. Yeah, but it's important to Liverpool in a different way, and not yeah. in a. Not don't, in a I don't want to do the fixture down, but not way. not in a let's upset Manchester City because we've been going mm-hmm. tooth and nail for the for the, for the last four seasons. They, they would they, like they that. need to, they need to get in the top four. Maybe mm. maybe mm. this is a Jude Bellingham derby because if Liverpool finish right. top four, they're not getting him. Obviously, Dortmund. No, are if Liverpool to... finish finish in the top uh, four, they do get him. Is what you're thinking? Yeah, if Liverpool don't finish in the top four, yes. they won't get him. Right? Perhaps. Um, I mean, obviously, there's. The extra thing that like Dortmund are trying to keep him for an extra year, I tend to think that's a little bit, little bit of a long shot, even mm. if they are offering him a lot of money, etc. But of course, Manchester City are more and more interested in him as mm. well because Real Madrid don't have bottomless bottomless buckets of cash. Mm. So um, have you told them that? <laughs> <laughs> Despite the Mbappe savings, yeah, okay. Well, yes, uh, Arsenal of course went eight points clear um, before the international break, but Man City have a game in hand. So there's a chance for Manchester City to put pressure on Arsenal before they play at uh, 3pm. Jim, you'll be watching this very keenly, won't you? I will be watching it very keenly, yeah. Um, I think it's very interesting from a Liverpool point of view as well because obviously, as Andy says, it's it's so crucial for them to get into into that top four. Um, And this is essentially a sort of a, a test of what shape they're in when it comes to the task at hand, isn't it? Because yep. th- this is, you know, this is the hardest fixture in the Premier League mm-hmm. by some distance, and they have got a. It's essentially a mission now, isn't it? In, in front of them, it's a very, very difficult task. But 
they thrive under that pressure. We've, mm. we've spoken a lot recently about how they, they, they pulled it out of the fire a couple of seasons ago with, with Allison scoring a header in, mm. in that running. Um, Imagine so... Allison scoring past Edison. <laughs> I imagine. That would be lovely. Could it happen again? Um, that would be great. Yeah. Or it's, the other way around, I'm not fussy. It would be an equalising goal, not a winning goal yeah. this time around. Let us be clear. If, if, it's, if it's like nil-nil. Oh, dream big. <laughs> yeah. Dream big. You get a point. They've, he's they've not sending a rest- him up, is he? Imagine. <laughs> They're on for a respectable point at the end. Yeah. Had. Get him up Get there. Get up there. Actually, well, actually the, the reverse is more likely. Yeah. At this stage, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if City are drawing and they get a corner, Edison, yeah. send him up. And you know what? You'd fancy Edison with the free header, wouldn't you? Or even if it drops to him. Actually, Both you, very good with actually, their feet. Actually, you know, you know what? Because of Edison how, on the edge of the box. Yeah, edge, no, not at the edge of the box. Edison taking, yeah. Edison taking the corner. Ooh, that would be that would be that the would most Guardiola You know what? I used to play FIFA like that all the time when it let you set your goalkeepers to take the corners, and it rarely came back to bite me in the ass. So I did it all the Is time. That right? Yeah, huh. I can't think of a more reckless thing a manager could do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like well, remember to see David it. James up front. You know, the stadium's got form. Oh, that for was it, so no, no, wacky, no, no, that though, wasn't as it? a keeper though, was it? Yeah, that's, no, that, the, that's my point. I reckon. No, I we're reckon, saying a rec- it would be reckless. No, nah, I reckon bring on a reserve goalkeeper and stick one of them up the pitch. Oh, I don't know. I think. I think none of this will happen, but I hope it does. <laughs> I hope all of it happens. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the thing that there's been a lot of talk about Erling Haaland potentially missing the game as well. But the thing that makes City such a sort of daunting juggernaut mm. is that they've got Julian Alvarez. And if they decide not to use Julian Alvarez, they've got an, like an absolute plethora of false nines that they can play in that position. They are they're insulated from from any absences, aren't they? I know uh, you. I know you the, can't. The, the club are built to be prepared for essentially everything. I know you can't allow yourself to think about this for obvious reasons, Jim. But I think this might be the pivotal game in the title race because I think City might not win it because I think the big difference between them and Arsenal this season is the fact that. Arsenal have been well relentless. That's why they are where they are. I don't really feel that same thing with Manchester City. I feel that they could play quite well and not win the game. Rather than I don't think they can play badly and pick up the points anyway with their intrinsic quality, which they should be able to do with mm. their intrinsic quality. I don't know, but they did manage a, manage a tough situation against Palace where it looked like they might not get something. I know mm. there's a penalty there, but you've got to you know be attacking yeah. to get it. I think. They, but there's I not. Think there's I, not, we have seen not been that enough them. for them games for for City. I would say they're very good at going on these runs, though, aren't they? Where they where they do start to become relentless, and that's the sort of thing that's that's. So you'd be worried that worried. This, this almost. We've got a little there. look into Jim Campbell's terrified mind. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're eight points and, a, and an apology clear, um, but it's 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 never going to seem enough. Well, of course, Liverpool beat Manchester City earlier uh, in the season during our Patreon watch along. Again, do it, it, do it again, please. What another Patreon watch along for this game? If that's what it takes, if yeah. It, yeah. This is a good <laughs> All right, well, we'll cobble something together. There is better news for Liverpool um, it, with regards to their injuries and whatnot because they've had quite a lot this year so far. Uh, Lewis Diaz has returned to training following his uh, long absence. I mean, they've really missed him. I know the whole thing at Liverpool has just not been um, as it as it has been in, in previous seasons and, and one player can't you know, mask all of that, but Diaz coming back would be a massive boost for them. I mean, he's he's been great for them. And mm. the, the thing is, he's such a setter of attacking pace yeah, which they've, they've really needed for a lot of this season I think the interesting thing is as he's getting ready to come back it's the point at which Hakpo has really started to thrive in mm. his position yeah. now I've thought for a while that long term they might play Hakpo in a more central register mm-hmm. and that might be the way that they do it to 
fit Luis Diaz back and in. And Nunes but they're gonna, one side if, when yeah, Salah... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the thing is that they're going to eventually evolve from... It's always one of these difficult things. I mean, it's, it's kind of like with the Australian cricket team of 2005, when you've got a like beloved team or a really successful team. Mm-hmm at some point you have to start moving on from them. And they've they've started to go there because, you know, Mane has, has moved on. Mm. You suspect Jordan Henderson will be next and there will be a few midfield changes going into to next season. But we're seeing we're seeing the start of that for Liverpool, aren't we? What about little links to uh, Mason Mount? Yeah, I'd like that. I, I think that would be really, really interesting. Yeah, you mentioned Jude Bellingham. I mean, Mason Mount is being linked with couple of different sides well, and Liverpool's one of them when we when we were talking about this amongst our, ourselves I know Jim you were saying and, and Vish you were saying it would be quite exciting to see Mason Mount at, at Bayern because of course he's been linked since uh, Thomas Tuchel's gone there F- for me I, I think the best thing for Mason Mount would be to go to Liverpool rather than to Bayern I've, I think he'd play more regularly I think he'd start more regularly I think he'd be a more key part of the mm-hmm. the team and he's, he's something I feel that they specifically need at the moment whereas for Bayern he would be a nice to have mm. I, I think he would be something that would change Liverpool quite positively Interesting Speaking of things that are nice to have um, Jack Grealish has opened up about his love of Chinese food This is just it's every week he's coming out with crackers isn't he Um <laughs> He said, I love Chinese, man. After every game, I get one. I have Singapore chow mein. I have egg fried rice. I have salt and pepper chips. Classic Chinese. Um, I have salt and pepper prawns and then curry sauce. And then I just mix it all in and have a big free for all. Free Good for man. you, Jack. <laughs> creating a one-man buffet there. I, I love it. Mm. Absolutely Sounds love good, it. Sounds good, to be fair. It does, it does. Where are the uh, salt and chilli like- ribs? Where are the salt and chili ribs? Uh, so, so salt and pe- salt and pepper squid should be an addition, Jack. If you're listening, mm. um, prawn toast a must. Really. Yeah, yeah. Very good uh, it does remind me though of um, the prawn toast. You wouldn't mix in though. You'd have a, maybe a starter. No, no mop it, it all up afterwards. Uh, yes. like it's a fry up. Fine, <laughs> it, you, you'd, you'd bookend it with that. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm not sure it would it would work with that big. Mix. You could uh, you could concoct some kind of reckless bruschetta by. You know, <laughs> Putting it all on the prawn toast. A reckless bruschetta. Yeah. What about that, that is thing? That sounds like a kind of um, MC's name, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this did remind me of um, uh, when there was an England uh, England squad meetup for whatever uh, international break it was at the mm. start of 2021. Declan Rice and Ben Chilwell oh, yeah. did this thing together. Where they, I think they were just like rating foods. Um, was it Ben Chilwell? I think it was Ben Chilwell, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was definitely Declan Rice. Oh, because there was a great moment where uh, they were talking about Joloff Rice and um, Declan Rice mentioned that when he was at Chelsea and Eddie and Ketty was at Chelsea mm. and Ketty used to bring it in, and he was like, it was amazing, you know, like scary, sharing like pack lunches. <laughs> and then later on, or maybe earlier on in the video, Ben Chilwell admits that at the age of 25, he'd never had a Chinese before. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Which is absurd behaviour. Quite surprising, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a lie. Why would you lie about it? It's ridiculous. I mean, I hope, Ben, you've rectified that. Yeah, we know a man who's going to you know, I was about to say, sell it to him. Be, be, in, all in one bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 mix it all together. All together. Very good, very good. Well, um, gentlemen, on Sunday at 4.30, Newcastle United host Manchester United. Big game in the race uh, for the top four. Newcastle United, of course, are going to third place. And if they win that game. It's remarkable, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. remarkable if you look at the squad they've got compared yeah. to Spurs and, and Manchester United. Because people have saying, oh, but they've got all the money and so on. Splashed it around that much. I know no, we keep no. making this point, but 
I think it's because it's quite. Um, they've they bought. It's they quite bought, noticeable. They bought very well. Yeah, yeah, they've 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 bought a few very expensive, very good players. Obviously, and an entirely like, new defence. Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, but partly. I mean, they're, they're well, getting like, like you look at what Eddie Howe's getting out of Fabian Cher. Yeah, yeah. Who is very much an even, old Newcastle player. Even yeah, Big but, Dan Byrne. I know they. Yeah. He is one of those ones who they've signed. He's not a superstar, is he? No, he's no, not. No, but no. he's he's still come in. Trippier yeah. as well. Okay, yeah. the, your, your point stands. Yeah, 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 players they wouldn't have got otherwise. I know some, sometimes they argue that all right, Dan Byrne should have been no, but, accessible, <laughs> etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they, the they, only, they, come on, the, they have they've made no, no, a lot no. of signings. The only reason, the only reason why they wouldn't have got them before is because Ashley would have refused yeah. to spend the money the that horrible, they already... horrible, slug but the money, on the club. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> yes. The sort of Jabba the Hutt figure. Um, but uh, the, but they, already, they had the money, as Pete... Mm. Jabba the Hutt was quite spendthrift. Did you see his boat pie? <sighs> Jabba the Hutt had a boat pie? Yeah, in Return of the Jedi. Well, it's more a, a sand barge party, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say, it's not floating on water. It's not a boat, Andy. No, no, probably not. It's, it's clearly flying. It's his equivalent of a yacht. Right, you've disgraced yourself. Um, <laughs> He's surrounded by women as well. Are they women? There's one woman, Princess Leia, but they're all sort of different creatures, aren't they? Yeah. And Lads, he ki- have you seen this? And he kidnapped her in Star Wars because she was going to make out with her brother. That's the st- He was helping her. <laughs> all right, Malcolm Tucker, something like that. <laughs> anyway, if, if I may... And pe- we peddled them. <laughs> um, if I may, uh, Mike Ashley, Jabba... Yeah, so as they had the money. Pete often says this, like, this could yeah. have been achieved. The point is that the money that they've spent, and they have spent, Jim, you're absolutely right to say that, um, it's not been as extravagant and as ridiculous. It's been, it's been way more measured. But again, we yeah. are going over. It's been intelligently ground. spent. And on, yeah. on paper, it's nowhere near a top four squad. By the no, way. no, oh, I, no. I, I mean, and again, Howe takes an, yeah. an enormous yeah, amount of credit. The idea of Newcastle going into third makes me fear the future in the same way that AI does. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are they this good this quickly? And by the way, the only reason why they would go into third, of course, dep- depending on the, the result here. So if they were to win by um, a single goal, the reason why they would go into third uh, is because of that 7-0 loss by the way on goal difference can we go back right. to talking about Newcastle spending all the money <laughs> <laughs> quite funny as a United fan, Manchester yeah. United fan to be sitting here while yeah. people discuss uh, spending money wisely yeah well we could or, well, we could hark back to the Newcastle 5 Manchester United nil could we see a repeat of that well, well, the, the, that, the, where's that come from? The famous, from the 90s. The famous <laughs> Huawei 5 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there we are, you see. Um, there was a lot to, for United to be worried about here. Actually. Well, who do you fancy for the game then, Vish? Because, I mean, it is, it's, you know, Manchester United obviously won the cup final. They won when it mattered, you could argue. But this one does matter an awful lot. I think what they need to control, and I love that this is a Sunday 4.30pm kickoff because mm. the atmosphere, you know, you're basically going to give everyone, you know, 48 hours leading into it. Not not to be met silly, but just to get <laughs> get up for it. I think the atmosphere is going to be incredible at St. James's Park. And I think that will be its own unique challenge. I think yeah. United, might, Manchester United might actually not benefit, but I, I suppose play a little better when teams come at them and they're a bit more open not in the way that Liverpool did that was excessive but, but great to watch though for but, me but if, if there if there is a moment where they're going to go toe to toe they you know they can hold their own the issue being mm. that without Casemiro in the middle they need someone else to to be the governor really Scott, Mc, Scott McTominay based on uh, someone yeah, else to be the, someone mean, else to be the governor really. like Fred could uh... oh, it's back in it that's that'll be it yeah oh wow <laughs> I think the interesting thing going into that point 
leaning into what Jim was saying before, like Newcastle are really good defensively. They I, are. I, th- I think that's the mm. issue. But what I think they've done really well. Yeah, but is what about when since... they're pressed by by someone who's as big as a tree? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you consider exactly. that. I, I think I think Joe that... Linton will just come in, come in and help. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what they've what they've done so well since the cup final, as you were saying, Marcus is that that could have been the effective end of their season. Yes. And it would have been very easy, I think, from there to finish that they're seventh or eighth. And who knows? They mm. might still, because there are better teams than them in the mix. They struggled a but little bit post that the, the, They picked themselves up. Yeah. The results they've got in the last couple of weeks, I wasn't expecting. It shows, I think, a lot more guts in that squad than I was expecting. Indeed. Mm. And, and, the, and the, yeah, you're right. The, the last two matches, two wins. Yeah. They had to pick it up, and, and, yeah. and, and they have. Absolutely. And I think if... The, We've already touched on how good they are defensively when they're at their best. And if they stick to their game, stick to what they're good at, and their forward players are decisive and focused, then I think this is winnable for Newcastle. Well, yeah. They thought that about the cup final. But we shall well, see. I, I, did they? Yeah. I think they thought they were just going to have a good time that weekend. Okay, that's a bad attitude. I think the players thought they were going to win. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> we need to make a clear distinction there. Kieran, um, Kieran, take this all in. I played it last year. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm, the, I'm England's second best right back. <laughs> uh, chaps, I want to end um, our, our sort of a preview section of the show, if you like, with... Um, well, this is not a preview. It's more of a review, I suppose. Sir Alex Ferguson became the first manager inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame alongside Arsene Wenger. Mm. Isn't that lovely? Is it? Wenger. Um... <laughs> Hall of, <laughs> Halls of Fame, interesting. Yeah. Well, Wenger said to share this with Sir Alex is a great honour for me. It's like two boxers. You fight like mad and go the distance together. It'll be a great opportunity to meet with him, share a good bottle of wine and memories of our old battles. I mean, that's an olive branch in itself, isn't he? Because I think Ferguson said that like pretty much every manager will share a bottle of wine with you after a game or, or at least have a glass or whatever. Mm. And Wenger didn't. And it's interesting that he's brought that in. I, th- I think that that is that is the fascinating thing. Not the Hall of Fame bit, as Jim was saying. Boring. But the... Yeah, but, Rock but, and roll Hall of Fame, boring. Who cares? But, well, quite. But I, I think the relationship between these two is is just fascinating because I remember when we did a, a ramble meets with Wenger and he was just so open about the fact oh, I really miss that I really miss mm-hmm. the the rivalry I mm. really miss the shit we used to give each other the way we really used to get into it I mean I've, I've said before that that Arsenal United rivalry is the best rivalry in the Premier League when we're talking about mm. Manchester City versus Liverpool earlier it's not the fact that Liverpool aren't competing for it even when they're two of the best teams that the Premier League has ever seen it is not a rivalry to compare with that Arsenal United rivalry. Yeah. The other thing about this is, um, you know, uh, Wenger me- mentioning boxers there. The thing they say about boxers, and I suppose, that, you know, you can apply this to those two as well. The only person who knows what you've been through and knows what you're going through is the bloke you're staring at. Yeah. On the other side yeah. of the yeah. And that's yeah. exactly how it was during yeah, that rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. He also said, you know, you fight like mad and go the distance together. Ferguson went a lot further than him, I think, in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's a bit harsh. I think he is it harsh. He was talking yeah. about when they were actually, you know, rivals at the top. Also, okay. you know, Wenger had to build a stadium and then manage Did around he? that. Not, yeah. himself. Not, him, not himself. That is impressive. Was, to be fair. Have you seen his, his book? He's ripped man. for a man of his exactly age. Exactly, he is. According to his book, he built it brick by brick by himself. <laughs> That'll be another statue. Him carrying a hod. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's now time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we build our own ramble popular bet builder for a particular game happening each weekend. Today, we're looking ahead to a huge game, the aforementioned Newcastle United versus Manchester United on Sunday. Jim, over to you. 
I think Anthony is going to have two or more shots, possibly cutting in from the right, shooting on his left, um, but I'll take any of them. Yeah. What, inspired by Miguel Almiron, presumably? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> possibly. Vish? Uh, because he's had a very good week, I am going to go with Scott McTominay to commit two or more fouls. <laughs> uh, you know, I mentioned before the Casemiro thing, his absence. Uh, McTominay is absolutely the type of person who will be up for this game and perhaps lose his head at multiple points during it. Um, so commit two or more fouls. Um, and I, I generally think the first one will be in the first five minutes. So a goal scoring McTominay means back in club football, he's going to be a bit a little He's kicking reckless. balls now. He's going to get back to Keenshins. There you go. Okay, uh, Andy, your choice. Alexander Isak to score or assist. He is in great form mm. at the moment. I think, uh, yeah. You know, they sing gimme, gimme, gimme a striker from Sweden for a reason. I see. Uh, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals. We know Newcastle's defence is very stingy. Mm. Uh, so I think uh, there's not going to be too many uh, scored. So we've got Anthony to have two or more shots. Scott McTominay to commit two or more fouls. Uh, Alexander Isak to score or assist and under two goals a £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £95.90 and if we win all that money we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK we'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook T's and C's apply you've got to be over 18 to get involved and for more information on responsible gambling head to begambleaware.org righto it's time for this Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. What? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Oh, we do though, Jack. It's time for Jack's Encyclopedia, everybody. It's a simple game of categories. I'll give you all a category and all you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. Like Rodri against Scotland. I'm not going to accept any time wasting though. Uh, So if you're going to go (laughs) too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Orgasm, which will leave you seven whole seconds. You're already talking very quickly. It's putting me on edge. Yeah. I'm Mm. feeling the time pressure. Okay, Jimmy. I haven't even started yet. Andy is the lineal champion. Well done, Andy. (laughs) Um, You must be really pleased with yourself. Yeah, it means a lot coming from you. (laughs) The true champion. Um, Jim, <laughs> there we, is a Jim. Should we, like Paul should Ince we giving himself nicknames? Yeah, maybe. Should we go, Jim? Should we? Yeah, we should. Yeah. There's a belt on we'll the leave line. Leave you two to it. Let's get him afterwards. <laughs> who, who are you getting? You find out. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, you're getting no favours. Uh, Vish, no, no, no. Uh, Jim. There's a there's a belt on the line. A the belt. Li- the lineal belt is on the line. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just to uh, to to stoke those. Um, uh, competitive it's fires. a pathetic game isn't it Pathet- pathetic format as well <laughs> right <laughs> here is your first category Crystal Palace managers since the year 2000 includes caretakers there's 24 of the buggers okay 24 <laughs> there is Jim you are up first fire away Roy Hodgson Alan Pardew. Tony Pullis. Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Neil Warnock. Ian Holloway. Patrick Vieira. Frank De Boer. 
Good start, this lads. Frank de Boer. Oh, already been said, Andy. Oh, it's not so Get pathetic him. now, the game, no. is it now? Oh, no, no, imagine you're fine. Andy, Andy. No, no, he's not fine. Do Andy, it. Andy, you're giving up. <laughs> Get off. Jim Campbell. <laughs> oh, shit, right, you, you, that's a warning. All right, Andy. How long has he had now? Well, you, because of you, long time. Andy, your answer, please. Oh, you mug. <laughs> Come on, Andy. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. Harder than you think. Andy is out. It's between Jim and Vish this round. Jim. Steve Koppel. Yeah, he started in 99 but left in 2000, so you're absolutely right. Ooh. Dougie Friedman. Like that. Mm. Ian Dowie. Very well played. Ooh, this is where I come on stuck. Don't make me press the button. Feels like button time to me. It's Torres. <laughs> <laughs> Have a guess. Chris Hutton. Didn't believe it when I said it. Just in case you didn't hear that. <laughs> Um, Jim wins the round. You could have had Steve Bruce. Of course. Uh, Terry Bullivant. Apparently that's a guy. Uh, George Burley. Curtis Fleming. Uh, Trevor Francis. Paul Hart. Steve Kember. Lenny Lawrence. Paddy McCarthy. Keith Millen. Paddy Alan McCarthy. Smith. Kit Simmons. Peter Taylor. They were all acceptable answers that you didn't get, Vish. So Jim is 1-0 to the good. Now, Jim... Mm-hmm. I didn't choose these categories. All I'm going to say is, you got a chance here, <laughs> but you muffed this up before. I do. I regularly muff this up. Vish, you're going first. Members of Arsenal's Invincible squad. Oh, <laughs> he bugged out before, by the way, when it was an Arsenal one. 22 <laughs> players. Vish, fire away. Uh, oh, and by the way, players have to have played at least one league minute to qualify. Right. So, you know, it's it's <laughs> you've got, as I say, 22 players to choose from. Thierry Henry. Ooh. <laughs> Good start. Patrick Vieira. Patsy. Gilberto Silva. So Campbell. Robert Perez. Ashley Cole. Lauren. Come on, Andy. Hmm. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea Jeremy Ali Adia. Well played. <laughs> Very well played. Jimmy? Uh, Freddie Lingberg. Ooh, Will Todd? Can I have his first name, please? Sylvan Will Todd? Correct. <laughs> Andy? Prick. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Would you like to apologise? To, to stay in the game. Would you like to apologise? <laughs> <laughs> go on, Andy. Go on. <laughs> you love giving Andy extra time, don't you? Yeah, it's very good of you. It's Torres. Eagle stepping off. Oh. No, 
Andy, you're out. <sighs> so you're hoping Vish wins this round so you're still alive. Jim. Mad Jens Lehman. Plenty of gettable ones. Oh, um. Come on. I'm just, I'm just having a bit of a blank. It's That'll help. Stuart Taylor. Jim Campbell for the win. I'm going to go with, let's say, Pascal Sigan. Oh, Oh, nice. Nice way to win Jim Campbell wins. Flawless victory. Nobody went for Dennis Burkham. Fucking hell. Or Ray Parler. Or Martin Keown. Or Nawank Mokanu. Jose Antonio Reyes. Edu. David Bentley. Gail Clichy. Yeah. Tough one, lads. Or Colo Toure. Understand why you got (laughs) none of those names. Well, Clichy have played a minute. I suppose he probably came on as a sub, didn't he? Indeed, he did. It would have been appropriate to finish that section as a draw, actually, wouldn't it? You two losers. (laughs) Dennis Bloody Burke. That is bad, actually, isn't it? Very bad. So bad, we're not even going to do the third round. Jim takes all the plaudits. And, I guess uh, Dougie Friedman on the go before. Yeah, I know. On the, on the round before. And you yeah. didn't even win that round, yeah. did you? Yeah. I know. It's all in vain, my man. All Ian Dowie and Pascal Singer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, lads. Beautiful men to give Jim Campbell the lineal belt. It's changed hands. We're going to play the third woo, round woo. to see if Andy and Vish can get some respectability back into their lives, quite frankly. This is bullshit. This would never happen in the NBA finals. Why do we have to go through yeah, this, Yeah, I don't, I don't need this. NBA Never been asked, Andy. <laughs> um, yeah, keep your um, different sports to yourself, okay? Right, the final round <clears throat> is teams to finish in the top four of the Premier League. 14 teams. 14 teams. Andy, you're up first. Manchester City. Jim. Manchester United. Arsenal. Spurs. Leicester. Chelsea. Everton. Liverpool. Uh, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Um, Aston Villa? Yeah, why not, Andy? (laughs) Newcastle. Three left. Switch town. You lose. Go if. home. <laughs> Andy. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like this harsh mark. <laughs> Andy, it's, I've it's, taken a few. I, I can dish a few out, can't I? It's, it's, it's not me off kilter. Come it on. Really Come on. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. Leeds United. There it is, everybody. Well done, Jim. 3 0. Easy peasy. Was Norwich another one? Norwich was another one. And the final one, Nottingham Forest. Oh, wow. There we are, you see. Jim, well done, sir. How are you going to celebrate uh, your winnings this weekend? Uh, Cartwheels. Cartwheels. Cartwheel all weekend. To the sound of uh, Groovers in the Heart. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would just naturally occur. Yeah. Is that that Cartwheels show your love for Robbie Keane? 
Not quite. I think no. Arsenal are the only club he doesn't support, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Andy. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. The weekend is officially open. The gate is wide, and you can run wild and free for two and a half days. All right. Um, <laughs> do follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Ramble, and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Oh, groove is in the heart, isn't it, Just Andy? Always, always. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Vatushan Hantaraja. Sorry for calling you a prick. There we go. <laughs> can, Apology... I get, can I get a point? Apology accepted. You can. You lost 3-1. See ya. Have a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why you're laughing, Andy. You didn't get one. <laughs> Oh, congratulations oh. on your little milk monitor prize on teacher. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.